And as autumn begins today, our minds might turn to things spooky. Some of us are decorating our homes already for Halloween. It's amazing to me how the lengths people will go to decorate their house for Halloween. I mean, it is elaborate sometimes. And uh, we're getting into it because today is the first day of autumn, and here comes Halloween. And uh, I know you're excited, too. And on the other end of my line this morning, Mark Pritchard, and uh, one of his books is A Course in Astral Travel, and dreams. Good morning. Now, what are we learning now these days about uh, near-death experiences? And uh, not to spook everyone out on a Friday like this, but there's, this is a very scientific effort to find out whether people who are near death are actually experiencing, you know, a trip to heaven or worse. Yes, that's right. Um, there are lots of accounts of people who die um, and who are revived who can then um, explain about what they've experienced uh, on the other side. And these take place when the brain is down. It's actually dead with uh, no response whatsoever. So medically, there is no explanation as to why these things occur. So, um, well, my um, my way of, of explaining this is to really look at out-of-body experiences and to try to explain it through that. It's a shame that having to nearly die is one of the only ways you can study a near-death experience, or are there other ways we can sort it out? Yeah, well, you've got the account of the person who's just had the experience. So these can be very, very compelling. For example, I was talking to somebody uh, a few weeks ago uh, who'd had a near-death experience, and uh, she said that she'd been on the operating table. Uh, she'd seen her, her body lying there. She'd come out of her body. She was floating. She looked at her medical records, she could accurately see what was there, and she saw a doctor who came in wearing a red turban. When she was revived, she could describe what was in her medical records, and she could describe this doctor. Now, this doctor was only visiting at that time. He wasn't a regular doctor at the hospital, so there's no way she could have known that this doctor was present in the hospital. Uh, accounts like these are really, really compelling, but there is no medical explanation for them at the moment. What would you say is the most convincing evidence that there is life after death in your study? I think that it's the personal experience of the, the individual who's had it. Um, because although we can look at compelling uh, evidence, uh, it's never going to be the same as the individual who has had that experience. And when people have that experience, they say that it really changes their lives. They think that from then on that they're not really the body that they live in uh, and that there is something much more to life than they would have otherwise thought. Are you convinced that uh, these near-death experiences actually have some merit or are they simply a matter of uh, electrical impulses and that sort of thing? Right. Well, the thing with near-death experiences is that they can't be just electrical impulses or hormones or things happening when the brain is dying or when the brain is being revived because they happen when the brain is totally dead, when there's nothing going on in it at all. And in that state, there can't be any consciousness according to uh, scientific theory. But the accounts happen very often during the time when the brain is completely out. So they, they can only really point to consciousness existing separately from the brain. And uh, to, to really getting to that, uh, well, that's not where science can go at the moment, unfortunately. This, 
we just don't have the technology, we don't have the ideas to go there. Okay, Mark Pritchard, he's the author of A Course in Astral Travel and Dreams and the Peace of the Spirit Within. Uh, take it for what you will, and thank you very much this morning as we uh, head into autumn, head into the Halloween season.